Hey, you found me, and I'm so glad you did. I have a lot of fun over here at A Juicy Pear Podcast. I love interviewing people from all walks of life, and I especially like what makes a person tick. I ask the questions that people want to hear. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, this is Wendy with the Juicy Pear Podcast, and I'm very excited about our guest today. His name is Barry Merwin, and he is the lead investigator for an unfortunate travels paranormal ghost group. Hey, Barry. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad we got it figured out and we can talk about um, what you guys do. I'm so excited. I love anything that has to do with the paranormal and ghosts and things. And um, it's always exciting to have someone on to talk about that. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Okay. So your group formed in 2021, correct? That is correct. So tell us a little bit about why it was formed and um, the reason behind it. Well, it's, uh, it's really, it's a, it's a weird road. Uh, we started as a sports podcast, believe oh, okay. it or not. And uh, from there, we really had a good time talking about just general subjects outside of sports. So we actually transitioned into just a, a normal podcast that was called Beers and BS. Oh, okay. Love it. So we would do uh, guy talk and, and kind of include everything. Well, that ended up, uh, leading to our first conversation being about ghosts and folklore. Yeah. And by the end of the conversation, I had started pushing uh, the other two guys about, well, we got to go ghost hunting. We have to go do this. Yeah. And we ended up going to Eloise Insane Asylum in Detroit. Wow. And, You'll have to tell us about that. And one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Eloise, when we came out of Eloise, I, my mind was completely just shattered. I uh -oh. couldn't believe the stuff that I heard, that, that I saw, that I went through, and we couldn't stop talking about it. And we had a good response to it, too. We were, you know, as far as people watching, we, we went live. And the more we talked about it, I, I just went, hey, I think we got wow. we got to do more about this. I'm, I'm really hooked. Yeah, I bet. I bet it was really fun. That was your first one? That was the very first one. Could you tell everybody, like... You know, did you, what equipment did you bring? I mean, I know people a lot in the ghost world, whatever people know, but you know, for people yeah. that are just listening or just getting excited about it and don't know much about it, um, what are some of the, th some of the equipment that you bring? Um, well, then when we went to Eloise, we were really, we, we were bare bones. We didn't have okay. a lot. Um, you know, I, I went and bought these cheap $30 night vision cameras uh, we had digital recorders to run EVP sessions, um, mm -hmm. and we had a K2 meter, which is it measures electromagnetic fields. Yeah. And you're able to kind of see when it fluctuates that something may be going on. Right. But now we, we're dealing with, uh, we have REM pods. Uh, so REM pods are, are kind of, um, if, if anything gets close to the antenna, it will start going off. The closer something gets, the, the more intense the sound and the lights okay. are. Uh, we have what we call a trip wire, which is pretty much a K2 meter. It's a 12 foot wire with different modules in between. Yeah. And that also measures the strength of electromagnetic field, but they're all individual. So if something, if it all lights up, there's something strong that just came through there okay. that, that yeah. allowed it to light up. And then we're still dealing with our basics. We, we have digital recorders. We run a lot of EVP sessions, mm -hmm. uh, and, and our K2 meters, which are standard. 
And what did you um you recorded live? What did what form did you use? Uh, when we went to Eloise, we were actually we just went Facebook Live. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Though. that is so yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, so what got you hooked, and what did you see? You well, obviously must be a big believer in the unseen. After that, so I I was beforehand, but coming yeah. out of there, it was just we talked. We had the conversation on the ride down where we go, hey, you know, we're we watch these paranormal shows on TV all the yeah. time, like. Yeah this is going to make or break it for me where I'm either going to say this is completely fake. Yeah. And those shows are just full of it, or I'm going to come out of there and just go, wow, like everything's true. Mm -hmm. And the, the things that actually a lot of what we heard was audible. We heard a ton of slamming. We heard uh, like things getting knocked over, but it was after the fact is when I reviewed our footage, we caught, what looked like a ghost hand that was reaching in towards the camera. It was just this wave that came in Um, my audio. I had something grab onto my lavalier microphone and then tell me to be, tell me to be quiet. Oh, wow. Oh no. Um, And then we had two instances where as my camera was panning, I actually caught a full, full body, full body apparition. And then it turned around and we caught a full uh, what looked like a shadow figure coming out of a door. Did you see this in real time or when you went back through the footage and saw it? That was back through the footage. Okay. I, I bet if you saw it through real time, you would have dropped that stuff and got your butts out of there. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. So <laughs> we, we kind of went in there gutsy. We, yeah, you know, we're talking about, we're like, Hey, this is five floors. We're going to split up. We're, we're going to take yeah. advantage of this and, and put ourselves through it. If I would have seen that with my eyes and that would have been the first thing that, that I was going Hey, you would have seen been. smoke trailing behind. <laughs> you got your track shoes on if you didn't and been oh, tailing yeah. it out of there. Yeah, we, we did have a big event there, which was kind of cool for all three of us when we came together was we were walking down this hall and there was a door that was open to one of the rooms. And as we're walking past, that door actually shut. Oh, boy. And and we ran <laughs> all three of us. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That would be very alarming. I don't know. Okay, so I have, um, I've never been on a ghost hunt before at all. And um, so a friend of mine and I are going to go, Kathy Condor, she wrote the uh, Michigan Paranormal books, but um, she is going to lead this investigation at Robinson Manor in Allegan. Oh, Robinson. So that's like the first, that'll be the first one that I've ever done. First of all, it's four hours. And I don't know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a young person. So I don't know if I can do four hours of the middle, but maybe two, we'll see how it goes. But I'm kind of excited, but I've had people say like, oh, you don't want to do that. You're going to bring something bad home with you. Um, What are you doing? What do you say to people like that? And like, do you have any sort of... Cause you've gone on a several of them. Do you have like yeah. a ritual? Do you do, do like a prayer or something? Or do you just like, don't believe in that or what? Well, I think my personal beliefs in a lot of it is if, if you think it, you could probably manifest it. Yeah. And if, if you go in with the thought process that you can walk out with an attachment that you're kind yeah. of opening up yourself to that. Right. Um, we still, we don't have much of a ritual, but we do pray after every investigation. Sure. Right. Um, you know, it is a precaution. Um, and it seems to have worked. I haven't had anything attached to me. Um, yeah. I, I can say that I've seen 
increased activity in my house since I started doing this. But oh, I think really? It, I don't believe that it's something that started because of this. I think it, it's that my mind's become more open to it. That sure. I'm seeing something that may have been here to begin with. Right. So you've kind of like seen you're more open to signs or. Um, yeah. So what kind of stuff has been happening? If you don't um, mind sharing. Oh, no, it's fine. I made an agreement with whatever's here, though. It's that it's it can interact with me, but it can't interact with my wife or kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But I hear constant walking. So if my kids are at school, my wife's gone out of the house. I can start hearing walking above my head as I'm working downstairs. Oh, Um, there's a lot of the walking. I've started seeing a lot more shadows. Oh, boy. I'll catch shadows kind of going across the wall and and walking past. Oh, my Um, word. Yeah, the, the one thing I won't do, though, is I won't investigate my house because yeah. I feel like the second I do that, I open up a door for more things to happen. I think so. I agree. That's alarming, though. I mean, gosh, you see these shadow people. I, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Burn it some sage or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it caught me off guard for, for a second, but it, it's kind of become standard for me now. It's nothing oh. bad has happened. Okay. I, I'm just really used to it. Was the paranormal and things, was that something that you um, were, did you experience anything like that when you were a young person, when you were younger? Yeah. Um, okay. There was one, just one, one event that I think I'll remember until I die is I was probably 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. I just started running my first place and it was actually out in Allegan. Okay. Um, and it was an old farmhouse that was converted into a duplex and they still had like the original woodworkings. They, they had like the, the old light fixtures. Oh yeah. And I worked second shift. So I'd get home at, at 11 o'clock at night and I went to take a shower and I, I was uh, dating a girl at the time and we were living together. And as I was getting out of the shower, I heard what sounded like footsteps coming up to the door and the door actually opened and I grabbed it. I said, Hey, I'll be out in a second. And mm-hmm. I heard the footsteps walk away. And oh, as boy. I was finishing getting dressed, I heard the footsteps come back up and I watched the door handle turn from side to side. And I go, okay, I'm finished. And I opened up the door. There was uh, nobody there. It's funny that we got cut out because we like live in the same city. That's weird. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, I couldn't. You cut out oh, for a few minutes. There we go. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, so go. Back. Yeah. So we were, and I can edit that whole part out. Okay. Um, okay. So you were getting out of the shower and then you opened the door. Yeah. So I, I opened the door um, and there, was, there wasn't there was anybody standing there. There was nobody there. So I, I went upstairs to where she would have been and she's sleeping. She, she was in bed sleeping. Mm-hmm. And we had nobody else in the house with us. So that kind of sent me through the roof a little bit. And yeah. I've spent a lot of time before doing what we do now, actually wondering if I was just making it up in my head, if I really saw what I saw. I questioned it a lot. Yeah. So it's good that I I kind of put that to rest where I go, I, I know I saw that for a fact. Well, yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else when you were younger happen? Like, did you feel like you had sort of an intuitive sense? I, you know, I really can't say that I did, but I've always had an interest in it. I loved watching the shows. I love, like I would get just drawn into it. And I, you know, I I don't think though, as far as having like an intuitive sense or being able to see anything, um, 
yeah, I can't say that I did. Well, a lot of these shows that I've been watching, Ghost Hunters and Terror in the Woods and all that, um, some of those stories are very, very creepy. And it makes you wonder that there are just some things out there. I mean, I did. I mean, I have a fairly open mind when it comes to that. But wow, there are some stuff that just cannot be explained. You know, some really strange, crazy things. And I don't know why people who experienced this would want to put themselves out to um, ridicule. You know, I don't think they would want to want that. So um, even in our state of Michigan, there's some things, uh, there was a couple like dog man and everything. And up North, there was quite, there was quite an interesting story about, I guess they want to, excuse me, it was this couple that were, um, they were camping and, you know, she heard this really loud growl, but it didn't really sound like it sounded like an animal. But she looked and it was like, it looked like she said a wolf standing on two feet walking. And it was, she goes, it wasn't a person and it wasn't like a wolf in the sense that people know. It's like, that's nuts. And that was way up, uh, up in northern part of Michigan. Yeah. See, we want to branch out and actually start investigating that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, the folklore is in the legends. I think that would be fantastic because there's a lot of them. Yeah. I didn't realize how much there was really. I grew up in northern Wisconsin. You know, we had a resort on a lake in the woods. I didn't realize how good we had it. But and I was never scared. You know, I went and now that I think about we did hear some strange things out in the woods. I mean, strange things. It it was, you know, people that stayed at a resort would come to my parents um, house and say, what is that noise? And uh, my mom didn't believe me until one day I was out with my friends. And, you know, it sounded like it's just weird, like a prehistoric lion. I don't know what. And she's like, is that what you guys were telling me? Have Have you been listening to? I go, yes. She goes, that is strange. But there was sort of, it felt like something in the area was very, it was very strange there. I st- And I went back this summer and I, there's still that element of um, strange this there. I, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, like how dogs have a sixth sense and, you know, they know they can sense things. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I have that. I had that since I was a young girl. Kind of closed the door on it because it was kind of scary to me. But yeah. I don't know. See, I, I think and my belief in it is that everybody has that ability. Mm-hmm. And I think it depends on how open you are to it. Like since I've been doing this, like my I can feel walking into a place, whether or not we're dealing with like darker things or, yeah. you know, not so dark. Maybe it's it's just somebody that is actually roaming there that is decent to speak with. I right. guess that's the best way I can say it. Um, but I believe that everybody has that ability. Yeah, um, I think so, too. You know, it's just as you grow up, you're either going to close off to it mm-hmm. or dive deeper into it yeah um have you ever gone to a place where it was just a little too dark for you like uh no i don't really like it here i've been extremely uncomfortable and uh, called off your search um and said hey look this is not for me or not well (laughs) if you if you were to ask my guys um like i'm probably the gutsiest one out of our group i really want to push us to do the most uncomfortable things we can because yeah. my my theory is that if you become vulnerable to the situation that you open up for sure. more things to happen right but the one place that we went to and it was actually the first place that we did this year was the randolph county infirmary in indiana 
Okay. And from the time we walked in to the time that I'd say that we ran out, it was just nonstop. It was, you're getting everything in the paranormal that you look for, audible voices, shadow figures, things being moved. And as we were getting further into the night, we do, we do challenges. So we have different challenges set up. And my guys were on a challenge and I was monitoring them downstairs. Wait a minute. What's a challenge? Uh, so we have a different, we have a bunch of them. I have challenge cards that were created for us. Uh-oh. <laughs> and the, you, you go anywhere from having to sit in a room blindfolded and handcuffed. Um, we have one where you're actually earmuffed. You can't hear anything, but you're able to see everything. Yeah. Um, we have a challenge where you actually, we have somebody come into the live, a, a viewer will come into the live and we have a headset where you're controlling one of us. You're telling oh, wow. us. What okay. So very interactive. Yes. Okay. Yes. But they were on, on a challenge actually together where they had to be handcuffed together and be stuck <laughs> in a room. Um, nope. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm watching them on the live. I'm monitoring, making sure nothing's going wrong. And yeah. my, my guy, Kyle says hey barry's sitting downstairs why don't you go mess with him and i'm sitting back in this chair i'm watching and i'm having a great time watching these guys go through this and i'm laughing about that yeah and it was within probably four or five seconds this woman comes into my ear and says here i am and i felt the cold wind of the breath hit me in the side of the face Uh oh (laughs) i i came out of the chair screaming (laughs) and i don't think my my feet my feet didn't touch the ground to the front door and I was almost out of there before it finally hit me that, wait, my guys are still upstairs handcuffed together. Oh my word. So I had to gather myself. You made a new I, friend there. Yeah. So, and <laughs> what's funny is we've been back there twice since that. And I've actually been trying to recreate the situation to try okay. to draw her out again. It's not going to work that way. I bet. No, no, no. It, no. It's, I, I know she's still there, and my theory with her is that she's actually stuck roaming this landing. Okay. She can come up and down the stairs, and she roams this landing. Yeah, because uh, that kind of seems to be her spot. But uh, after the guys came out of that challenge and we got back together, I I kind of told them I said, "So we're not sleeping here tonight, right? No. Like this is we're yeah. done." Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know about those challenges. That's that's scary, anyway. <laughs> yeah. We're trying um, to amp it up for next year. We're trying to come up with uh, some new ones. Yeah. Are you doing something special for Halloween or um, do you have any things coming up that you're excited about? Yeah. So, well, October 16th, I'm going to be going to the Monroe House in Indiana. It's considered, they call it the Demon House. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'll be there on my own. My my other guys have things going on. So I'm going to go take that on myself. Is this going to be like a Facebook Live event? I would actually be TikTok. TikTok. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Um, but October 29th, we have a big event with our good friends at POV Paranormal, and we're going to be co-hosting uh, a big Halloween uh, get-together at Post Town Elementary, and that's in Middletown, Ohio. Uh, we're selling tickets for that at $75 a piece. Um, wow. Where Fun. you get... Yeah, you'll get dinner, you get um, a post town shirt, and then we're investigating the school from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. What is your stance on 
different things that people see, like, do you believe in UFOs and cryptids? I mean, there's so many skinwalkers, the Mothman. Um, yeah. Is there one that you're particularly drawn to more than others or that you know, like, okay, this is true or I've experienced these things? I think that the uh, the one that I get drawn to the most that I, I really believe is possible and, and is out there is aliens. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, my whole thing behind it is... I don't believe like if, if we were created to be on this planet and, and everything worked out perfectly within the expansion of the universe um, that I, I just don't see us being that special to be the only ones. Right. And I, I do believe that the vast universe and universes outside of our universe could have that same, you know, situation that had happened. Yeah. Um, well, all this stuff, like as of late, there's been a, a ton of stuff that's been released that the government finally has said, you know, we really can't explain this one because, um, you know, I, I feel like there's just so much they were trying to suppress. And after a while, one of the main ones that did it was uh, when they were on an aircraft carrier and there was, it was on radar and a lot of people, different, different people confirmed it. It was like these two Tic Tacs that, that looked like they looked like yeah. two white Tic Tacs and there. It was on a lot of high profile people had seen it and it was recorded and they were just like, yeah, okay, how are we going to, you can't suppress that. And that, that recently came out and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's something that we're working on and other government within uh, us working on it or something completely, you know, different aliens. I think yeah. it might be aliens. I don't know, but I definitely yeah. believe in it. Yep. I mean, seeing is believing. What can you say about it? We don't have any sort of aircraft that can go at those speeds and, um, you know, can do some of those things. I mean, it's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of books about it. Uh, have you heard about, you know, the Mothman? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I find that yep. kind of very fascinating. Like, you know, the events of what was it? December 1967, before that, uh, the Silver Bridge collapsed and killed like like 40 some people, but the events before that and after where this town went sort of crazy. I mean, this, they saw all these men in black, all these lights and you know, it wasn't just dozens. It was like hundreds of reports. That's crazy. Yeah. You know? It's true though. I mean, I, I believe it happened. I mean, goodness. All right. So do you have any, do you have a, what's your favorite scary movie? Ooh, you know, when I grew up, it was, uh, it was always the, uh, the nightmare on Elm Street. So it oh, was, yeah, yeah, like I, you couldn't go wrong with Kruger. I know. Um, I, I think that was my favorite series. That's a creepy one. The Shining's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They got they got a lot of good ones out. They do. They do. I don't. I'm not really into the the extreme gore. I don't really like that. I like a good like scary like a mentally you know like a thriller almost more than yeah. the gore. What's the other one? House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yep. Well, That's one movie that scared the crap out of me was uh, the 70s version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That oh, yeah. one. Not the most recent one. The, that, that version, I tell you what, <laughs> that I could, I mean, that was, oh, that was so, so creepy. I hated <laughs> that movie. Did you like that one? Yeah. I like I, I liked uh, the remakes on them too, but it seemed like the more the remakes happened, the the least scary it yeah. you know, it got. 
it, yeah. it was it was really uh kind of falling off. I think a lot of the remakes they've done, even the Pet Cemetery remake that they did, it just doesn't hold up to the original. No, it doesn't. I feel that way about it. I um, you know, cuz yeah. I read the book in high school, it's like a thousand pages. I thought it was very well done. And I think back then it was a TV version or whatever, and I found that to be very scary. I saw the recent Ant one, and it was yeah. more like sort of ridiculous. I don't know. It was just, I didn't come across him. I mean, there were some parts in it that were scary, but it didn't seem very like scary to me. I don't know. No, it, it wasn't. It was uh, very kind of silly. I don't know. Yeah. At the end, it was just like overly done. It, yeah. And I think that's what uh, everything was pretty decent up until that yeah. point. The very end of that movie, I just went, Are you kidding me? I know, I know. Well, the guy who plays Pennywise, I think he does very well. And, yeah. you know, the whole thing where he's um, in the sewer, that's very, very creepy, but they just make it so strange and crazy that, I don't know, it kind of takes away some of the authenticity of it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, it's been very fun talking with you. And uh, why don't you give yourself a plug, uh, let people know where they can find you or if okay. they, you know, would like to join you on a ghost hunt. If you do that, if you if you allow that, I'm not sure. But yeah, let people uh, know. Yeah. Well, you can find us at, on TikTok at Unfortunate Travels. We're also working right now on creating a Patreon, and I'm going to bring a lot more content to the Patreon when we get that rolling. Uh, we're going to include people in the boxes within the ghost hunt. Oh, cool. uh, we're going to. I'm also working on um, a podcast for Patreon about paranormal theories, and we'll talk with different content creators of, about those theories. Oh, I love that uh, experiences idea. that they had. I'll be live on TikTok October 16th from the Monroe House, and then um, our big event though is actually on October 31st, okay. uh, where we'll be going live from the Indiana State Sanitarium. Okay. Um, and and that place is is huge that's a that's a massive location it's, it sounds really fun yeah it's that place we we had a lot of different stuff happen there that, yeah. that we're gonna explore again well cool i'm excited to see you i want to like check out unfortunate travels and uh thank you so much for coming on the juicy pear podcast yeah thank you for having me you're welcome Hey, thank you for listening, and I'm so glad you're here. I had so much fun and hope you enjoyed this episode. To hear more episodes, please subscribe to my website, ajuicypearpodcast.com. See you there. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy, and you just listened to another episode of the Juicy Pear Podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Each week, I have new content, and I love talking with creatives. Tell your friends and family. And if you're feeling led, hey, you can buy me a coffee on ajuicypearpodcast.com.